What's up, everybody? This is GU Longplay Radio checking in from the studio in San Diego. It's a sad day today. Sad day today. We lost a great one, one of the real ones, Mr. Kobe Bryant. I have uh, Will from Scrimshaw Coffee here joining me today. We were kind of talking about like, man, should we should we talk about um, the Kobe you know situation because. We, uh, we had scheduled this, obviously, before the news this morning, but we all woke up to some uh, some really crazy news this morning. Of course, uh, Kobe Bryant and uh, eight others passed away in a helicopter crash. So uh, before we get it on with anything uh, today with the podcast, I think uh, one of the things that we both wanted to do is kind of just pay a little homage to Kobe. Um, I will say this that I saw some interviews of Kobe Bryant today and um, he's he seemed like the kind of person that wouldn't like stop the show um, and I think that's what the people his teammates wanted other people to understand they're like hey like if because the NBA all the games were played today yeah, right like crazy. there was no uh, there was no stop in the game so um, so yeah I think I think in uh, in Kobe homage you know mama mentality all the games went on. But of course, he's been on our on our minds all day. So, um, before we get onto the podcast, I wanted to just um, kind of leave you guys with a little quote uh, that uh, Kobe left us with—a little gem of a quote um, from an interview that he did promoting his book. And then, uh, just a quick, you know, one minute silence in in uh, in honor of Mr. Bryant and his daughter Gianna and the other people who lost their lives today. Really sad day. I have to say, I I, I was, uh, you know, I, I did shed a tear or two. I'm not gonna lie. It was it was it was very sad, very sad. So uh, let's put on this quote here, um, and it's Kobe just explaining like the the mentality, the vibe, and then uh, we're gonna jump right into one minute silence, and then uh, in in Mamba mentality uh, vibe, we're just gonna go on with the show and and try to you know change the tone a little bit. But Kobe, man, we love you, bro. Miss you and. Uh, Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Well, it, the message is always to go out there and dominate. Right? You, 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 there's no let up. And once the game starts and once the practice begins, you know, you're in that mode. You know, everything's a game seven. You know, and when you approach every practice and every game with that kind of mentality, you know, it bleeds into the rest of the guys. And then the rest of the unit has that same approach and that same intensity. But it starts at the top. I got chicken skin on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so one minute silence for Mr. Bryant. All right, everybody. So, um, of course, we're, we're all saddened by the news, but uh, the show must go on. And 
of course, uh, we will, um, you know, uh, growing up in SoCal, um, you know, in San Diego, we don't have a basketball team. We <laughs> used to have one, the Clippers, but uh, the Lakers were kind of like the team that a lot of us grew up watching here. And I don't know about you, Will, if yeah. you... Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, I'm not I'm not big on basketball, but I just know like, hey, I'm a fuck. I like the Lakers. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely more of a baseball guy myself, but I feel like Kobe as an athlete was incredible to watch on every level, right? As like a an athlete and a man and a family guy and just all a business person. Like he's so sharp. Yeah, he was transitioning to like a brilliant investor yeah, yeah. and yeah. To, and he won an Oscar too. I know, which is it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, he's he did a lot in in the forty one years, and he got drafted in ninety six from uh, from straight out of high school, which is what's like so wild. Nuts. He just went right in and for twenty years, just put everything into it. That's yeah, crazy. Crazy. So rest in peace, Kobe. It's We're gonna crazy. move on to uh, our sobremesa uh, segment on the pod, and uh, if you guys know, sobremesa is all about just kind of shooting the shit around the table, things that are happening, the culture. I want to get Will's take on some of these things. I found some crazy stories in here. And obviously, because Will's a coffee guy, I kind of want to keep these stories uh, a little bit on, on genre here with, with the coffee and food and beverage. And I met Will because of restaurants, too. So we've been yeah. friends for a couple of years because Shoot. of the, well, the What do you food think, industry. 2014, 15? 14, I think. 14? Yeah, 2014, I believe, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, the first story I want to get into, Mr. Remsbottom, is something that I know... You definitely like, <laughs> interacted with in oh, your yeah. lifetime. Uh, so uh, if you guys have noticed or seen some of the news out there, Motorola is making a little comeback with the Razer phone, which is an iconic, iconic phone that uh, honestly kind of transformed in the, the mid-90s. I feel like if you didn't have a Razer, you just weren't cool, you know? Right, for sure. I mean, it was like the sleekest phone out there when it came out, right? It, it was, was like the sharpest and... It was like, dude, so thin. Totally was. I mean, and even till today, like you hold an old razor. I haven't yeah. held one in a no, minute. For sure. But those things are sleek as fuck. Yeah. Man. I mean, they're really not much thicker than like an iPhone, right? Yeah. No, they're thin as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So razors are making a comeback, and uh, Motorola has announced uh, that their new phone's going to be dropping. Actually, I think I think it might be already available. From what I understand, looks like it's available for pre-order. Yeah. The price tag though is crazy. Is it's it? fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. It's fifteen hundred bucks. So it was funny because they this 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 thing was trending today that that uh, Motorola released this uh, this video and all these tutorials on how to care for your razor. You know, like uh, basically warning the users to keep the screen dry, avoid avoid uh, tossing the, the the phone in your pocket when it's uh, not closed and all these things. But I just wanted to kind of bring it up because the razor for me was just like. I, I, I have this these memories of this phone and f to see it come back I don't think I would get one myself yeah I'm, 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 I'm a fanboy to the iPhone and the Apple Colt but my shout out to, to Motorola though for, for trying really? yeah you know? do you think they, they're doing it from like a, a, a like viral perspective like it's it's like yo let's bring back this thing for nostalgia's sake and then see what happens and maybe we'll sell a million units or something like that like what do you think what what's the what was the reason? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't. I don't know because I don't. I think they got just such a hard, you know, like road if they want right. to get like millennials and Gen X, sure, Gen yeah. Z. Sorry to 
to uh, uptake this. But I mean, what I'm curious to know, and I haven't seen the pictures yet of the phone. I mean, I've seen some of the pictures, but I know it's a touchscreen now. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to play this video in the background. But uh, I know it's touchscreen. Okay. But I don't know if they got okay. So they oh, did. Shoot. They got rid of the keyboard. They got yeah. rid of the keyboard. Yeah. What a trip! So the whole thing still. Oh. What? Yeah. Is it like a mat? Uh, the folding it, screen. It looks pretty sick, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it looks pretty dope. But I just don't. Uh, I don't see myself leaving iPhone anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. I mean, I wonder what the OS. Is. I mean, is it? That's a good question. I don't. I don't know if it's gonna be Android right. or uh, or their own system. But I mean, honestly, like I, th I think I think they did a good job with it. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I think they did a good job. They 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 stepped it up big time. For sure. And uh, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Would you get one yourself? No, probably not. No? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I'm like you, committed to the app, the, the Apple cult. I'm stuck in stuck in my ways. I don't want to learn a whole new tech. Yeah, I like I like how small it is though. Like yeah, you just I drop know. it in your pocket. That's what I like. Do you keep a case on your iPhone? I do. do I keep you? a very like. Yeah. Thin, thin I case. I like one of our employees doesn't have a case on her iPhone, and I used to not. And it's dangerous, dude. But it like looks so good without a case. It's because like, that's the thing, dude. When you hold the iPhone on its by its own, yeah. it's like a it's you 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 can kind of like understand yeah, like sure. the the Jobs, Steve Jobs, for like sure. vision. I don't know. It just feels really nice, but it's so dangerous to carry <laughs> without. I I used to have it for many yeah. years without a mm. uh, case. Mm. But recently, when I got the iPhone 10, yeah, I, I yeah I got the case because it's like, it's just too beautiful, dude. Right. So but I wonder I, if they'll make make cases for these or like how that will work. Probably if, if they're like coming out with caring for your razor, yeah. keep it dry, avoid screen protect, avoid screen protectors, beware of sharp objects. Like I like how they're trying so to make like, a comeback though, because like yeah. for example, Nokia, they just threw in the towel. Dude. <laughs> like they're, like I haven't seen any Nokia shit yeah, for like for a years, years. Well, I wonder who owns Motorola. Is it still just like no one's bought them out? You know what? I'm not sure, but I, oh. I do know that Motorola itself is pretty fucking giant company. Yeah, like they true. have more than just phones. They sure. do like modems and right. they do like all kinds of like crazy. Like, I feel like radios are probably pretty yeah, big in radio the radio world. stuff. Yeah. Probably like in like the, the cops, right, cop and sure. like, uh, law enforcement mm -hmm. and shit like that. Motorola. Or like trucking industry. like Yeah. They're huge though. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think this is just like a little, it <coughs> might be like a marketing move for them to kind of just stay on yeah. the radar. I don't know. Whatever it is, I think it's brilliant that they did it because it kind of puts them back in in the mix of things. But um, I mean, if anything, it's, it's starting a conversation, right? Yeah, it's totally. Like, totally, totally, totally. So yeah, so Motorola Razor is making a comeback, guys. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, it's, it's been trending in the news lately and, and just wanted to kind of bring it up today because it's, it's, uh, it's wild, man. Yeah. All right. So moving on to our next story, Mr. Remsbottom. This one's pretty cool, man. I know you. I know. Uh, I know we're gonna geek out about this one pretty well. But uh, Louis Vuitton, who we all know and love, Louis Vuitton. Will's like dripping on Louis Vuitton. Like <laughs> came in with the Louis Vuitton wallet you know, and the hat. I mean, right. I mean, the dude is just like drip lord <laughs> over here. Um, but uh, yeah, we we uh, we found this article this week, and I really like it actually because. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of the moves that Louis Vuitton's been making lately with uh, basically the 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 company itself, LVMH, Louis Vuitton Moet et Chandon, the official name of it. Uh, Louis Vuitton is a fucking old company, right? It's been yeah. around for a minute. Like since like the 17 or 1800s. Yeah, yeah, it's been around for a minute. And I just really like uh, to see like also like another iconic brand like Birkenstock. 
which is yeah. pronounced Birkenstock, oh, okay. apparently. Yeah. Uh, Birkenstock's been around since like the 1700s. You know, so I really dig when I see uh, like old fucking brands that are still killing it. Yeah. It gives me like inspiration mm -hmm. for like for it's like for just constant innovation. Right? Yeah, like constant innovation. Like how how the hell did they do it? You right. know what I mean? So sure. <clears throat> I like Louis Vuitton a lot. Oh, LVMH, the group, because uh, recently uh, the the company put in charge um, the guy they put in charge is the grandson of the CEO or something. His name is uh, Arnaud Alexander Arnaud. CEO, he's 27, dude. So 27 year old kid, uh, but a fucking brilliant mind. And the guy's making some really good moves. I mean, they acquired Ramoa uh, a couple years ago, the luggage brand, okay. uh, German luggage brand. They, uh, they, they signed. I mean, isn't that what Louis Vuitton started as? Like, it was a luggage yeah, brand? Trunks. Back trunks, right? Trunks. Yeah. And like wardrobes and like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, ship, like for shipping, like, ship. For like cruise ships, yeah, cruises and trains and stuff, right, and they okay, they yeah. made the these crazy trunks. But now they uh, they're also uh, uh, doing uh, Ramoa, which is okay. really dope. One of these days, if you ever want to pick my brain on yeah, luggage, yeah. Shit, one of my <laughs> first jobs ever was at a luggage store. Really, so I can geek out about luggage that's like funny. in a way that's like very salesy. Okay. <laughs> but I know Ramoa was like back in the days, like back in the two like two thousand and four or five, like it was already popping. Mm. And I remember people used to come in specifically for Remova wow. luggage, wow. and they they used they uh, LVMH recently bought them. Okay. And like example of one of the moves that I really dig that they did is that they um, bought the luggage brand, but they also did like collaborations mm. with Remova. So for example, they did the uh, Off White Virtual Abloh collaboration where it was like a clear case. They did the Daniel Arsham uh, collaboration. So like just. Getting Louis Vuitton to be like a, a brand that's doing cool shit. Yeah. Um, sure. I think it's really cool to see that with with um, with what Alexandra's doing with the brand. So for sure. this move here really caught my attention because I'm a huge geek when it comes to restaurants and hotels and stuff. So this this one definitely caught my attention. And uh, basically, Louis Vuitton's opening up their first restaurant. Uh, What's even crazier is that it's in <coughs> Japan. Yeah, it's Same in Japan. Osaka. <laughs> Not in Tokyo. Not That's in wild. not in Kyoto. It's in Osaka. So is it? So they're competing kind of with like Armani's move. Of they have their cafes and Ralph Lauren's, Ralph's, and a lot of their stores. Yeah, well, Ralph Lauren, they have a really dope spot in New York City. Okay. That um, a couple of years ago, when I worked as a concierge, it was it was like the hottest place to go have lunch, the wow. Ralph Lauren Cafe. Okay, interesting. Really good move, and uh, you've seen it with a couple other brands too, like uh, APC in Paris did a cafe. But I mean, Louis Vuitton, man, this is going to be fucking dope. So Louis Vuitton's opening up this this uh, restaurant experience in Osaka uh, to kind of coincide with their Osaka store opening, from what I understand. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to chat with you about to see what you think about these these crazy, you know, brands diving into uh, hospitality and, yeah. and this intersection of, of uh, luxury, hospitality. I, I think it's brilliant. For sure. But I you think it's super interesting, but it's, I mean, I think coming from the restaurant and like coffee world, it's frustrating to see these, like, like they're not staying in their lanes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. And so it's like, it's like, nah, dude, just stick to your stuff. We don't like try and open stores or whatever. I don't know. And that wouldn't make sense. But at the same time, it's innovation and people like need to eat when they're shopping. Right. Or whatever. So and then if they do everything with the same attention to detail that they make their products with, exactly. it's going to be sick. Right? Yeah. Like, 
no matter what. And if they make it with the same price tags, I'm probably not going to be oh, able to eat their bros. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it looks like in this cafe they have a celebrated chef who's like, uh, what's his name, Yo- Yosuke Suka? Yeah, the dude owns or, or runs a spot in Tokyo that's mm-hmm. like 20 seat, um, right, right, high that's end wild. experience. So yeah, man, I think it's interesting for sure. It's, I guess I I think about like. The corniness of, or in my opinion, like Tommy Bahama restaurant or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and they're like, and they're blowing up too. Like they're trying to open these Tommy Bahama restaurants all over. And like, that's like a kind of a weird tiki vibe or something. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, so I don't know. I think it's, um, I think it's super interesting. It's super sick to see people venture out. I'm going to be very curious on its success, right? Like we'll see. I'm stoked about it. If I, if I find myself in Osaka, I'll go, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll get an espresso there, dude. Cause For they're sure, doing coffee absolutely. too. Yeah. They're doing top floor coffee spot. It says bar and restaurant. That's um, pretty tight. And what I, what I found really interesting too, is that they kind of hinted that, that Louis Vuitton is looking into opening more, uh, hospitality, like mm-hmm. restaurants, hotels. Yeah. So it would be, cool. be cool. Hotels to see. might be coming your way in the very near future. I mean, shoot, dude, like, I mean, I guess it's no different than a restaurant or than like a hotel putting a restaurant in their hotel, right? It's like a store that has a cafe. It's, I don't know, it's just not, it makes sense. Yeah. People are there. Yeah. People want to experience every facet. It's a lifestyle to begin with, right? For sure. Part of it. For sure. And also they got the pockets, dude, which is what's, what I think is, it's something that, that, that a lot of, uh us people like normal people <laughs> just don't have billions and billions of dollars lying around so sure. think about like just dude, like, the, yeah dude like the cups right or like they the, got it all down yeah, dude. i mean they're gonna so hire so the right people sure. to do it and they're just gonna kill it probably yeah and also that i think <clears throat> the other big move in my opinion is that they're choosing to open in japan which happens to be like one of the most complicated hospitality markets mm-hmm. in the world because of the the level the entry like to enter in in japan you, right. get, you gotta be on point Because sure. everybody expects Like the best service Because even a McDonald's dude Gives right. amazing service Yeah You're gonna trip out it's dude huge. How how <clears throat> much the attention To detail and services So like I, sure. I think this is What's gonna be really interesting Is like how are they gonna Translate mm-hmm. the The Louis Vuitton uh, You know DNA into hospitality I yeah. think you know, be really fun to watch. And again, I'm sure. I'm stoked that all the stuff that our um, uh, Arnold is doing with the brand, I th- I think it's brilliant that from he's a, keeping it fresh. From a service standpoint, like if you walk into a, a Louis Vuitton store, do you get like a service level like that? Dude, I'm gonna from be honest with service? you. I've only walked into a Louis Vuitton <laughs> store maybe like twice. Really? I always feel yeah. intimidating. I know because sure. I never like, want to buy. Probably anything. not gonna buy something. You know what I mean? Like I, I would maybe get a wallet at some mm-hmm. point or something, but I just, I don't know. I just because I worked in retail. Yeah. I sometimes like I, I'm not the kind of person that's gonna go in and waste somebody's time. Like, oh, show me all these things, right. and then just like dip out. Yeah. That's just me though, and yeah. I know people that that kind of that like to do that just because it, it actually it should be the way we do things because you know, a lot of times you might jump into a purchase because you like, fuck, I just made this person take it all these wallets. Sure, I should probably yeah. buy one. Yeah. But I, and I like that about Japan that in Japan, I, I recently shopped for a wallet in Japan mm-hmm. and it was dope. Cause I didn't feel guilty. Like after making somebody take out all these wallets to like buy one. Right. Mm. But in the was States, it, yeah, was it just their approach or like that's like the social norm is yeah, it's just it's just their approach to like retail and hospitality. It's like, you know, they're they're more they're more interested not about like their commission. 
Sure. Okay. But just yeah. making sure, like, dude, did you find the right wallet? Is this going to suit your needs? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I really like that about about the the Japanese touch. But this this one, man, I think uh, I'm going to keep my eyes on it for sure. Yeah, that's sick. Um, when does it say it might be open? It says. Let me see. I I kind of saw here that it. Well, it says uh, 15th of February. Okay. Sure. So one day after Valentine's Day. Yeah. It, it, it could be fun. It could be it could be a good move for them. And if they do start to kill it, I mean, they got a lot of money, dude. They can yeah. make it out here. I don't see one coming to San Diego anytime <laughs> soon, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, we'll leave we'll leave that to LA. Sick. Yeah, I'll to keep have an their, eye on that for sure. Their uh, the Louis Vuitton restaurant up there. We'll I'll invite you to lunch yeah. next time yeah. at the Louis Vuitton Cafe. Will. All right. So the next uh, article we got here is actually pretty pretty interesting one. And we just went to a uh, little. Uh, liquor store here around the corner from from the studio to record uh to record sorry to buy uh topo chico and i was telling will about this article that i found uh, because i wanted to see in person like just all the the options that there is so what am i talking about i'm talking about um the fact that coffee is super lucrative industry will's obviously in the coffee industry he can tell you more Sir. about that but this is i'm not talking about like the coffee industry, like like uh, Scrimshaw Coffee right. and, and uh, local guys, I'm not I'm not even talking about Starbucks. I'm talking about some of the OGs getting in on on the action. So, anyway, we actually talked about this last week too on the podcast uh, with with Travelers Club on on how uh, Bud Light's getting into the hard mm-hmm. seltzer wars and game. Right. Yeah. This is I guess very similar to that. It's huh? similar. Yeah. yeah. Shoot. So That's interesting. So the 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 word on the street is that, uh, and I guess it's not even the word on the street. It's actually like a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pepsi is coming out with a coffee beverage uh, that it. that really it, it honestly looks like a like a Red Bull can, mm-hmm. like it's, it's twelve ounce skinny yeah. skinny. yeah, like Red Bull can, but it's gonna be called uh, Pepsi Cafe. Right, Pepsi yeah, Cafe. Yeah. It's a coffee it's, infused soda. Yeah, cola with coffee. So, you know, I saw this and I, I was a, I was like the first thing. It was like you know, like shade. I, I wanted to throw yeah. shade at it, yeah, but the sure. the new twenty twenty <laughs> me is trying to be just like, <laughs> all right, let me try it first before I talk some shit. <laughs> right. But uh, but yeah, I do want to try it just yeah. to see what the what, what the deal is. But what what do you think about this move with Pepsi Shoot. and making making a move into the the I mean, according to this article, there have been like other, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there have been like, so it says Pepsi Cafe original. Um, it's like not the first time anyone's done this. Like Coke had a version of it. Really? Coke There's had a been, coffee? Yeah. Damn. So 1996, Pepsi Kona was a thing, which, and then they had a Pepsi Chino, which was like a creamier version of Pepsi. Sounds disgusting. Like fuck, dude. <laughs> right. So it seems like they've explored this space a little bit. To not a whole lot of success. You know, you know what's crazy is that I think that a lot of the uh, the stuff that we're seeing right now, like huh. with hard seltzer, for sure. example, with coffee, like mm-hmm. a lot of these things were already attempted in the nineties. Uh, for sure, yeah. No one's just been able to execute. But it finally, properly, people right? are catching on to right. for some That's reason. Yeah, I think I, I like maybe maybe I wonder if there's you know one of their. R&D guys or something like went to a coffee shop and had like an espresso tonic. It was like, mm. yo, let's put Pepsi and coffee together. Dude, that, you know? that's probably what it could be like, huh? Like a tonic. Yeah, it's gonna be that's a definitely. I mean, we do, we have Mexican Coke at the shop and we do like espresso tonics with Mexican Coke. And so it's like espresso Mexican Coke and it's bomb. It's bomb. I gotta try it. I never, yeah. I've never had a Coke with coffee, but it could be good. But that's like also fresh, right? And it's, like, and it's espresso. I don't know. 
know. We'll see. I mean, I'm down to try it. Yeah, for sure. I'm down to try it. We got to try it. (laughs) But But it's, I think it's, I I mean, I think it's interesting that these big dogs are getting in on coffee because to me, that means that the market is growing and there's space, places to experiment. I think that's very interesting. But even right now, when we went to the shop, yeah, um, it's yeah, like there there's, like there's so many different varieties. So of, many of them. It's yeah. like fucking saturated as fuck. I mean, we we looked at the cold brew section, right? I wonder if this will be under that or like next to the Cokes or the Pepsis. Because also, I think that with the can, the way the sizes, mm-hmm. and this is just me thinking about like visual stuff, like because it's like a Red Bull kind of can, maybe they're going to go towards like the energy right, sector. Right, yeah, Like, you know, it might be on the monsters uh-huh. and the... Because it's because yerba mate, for example, right. the 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 uh, it's the guayaki. mate, yeah, okay, guayaki. Yeah. There, a lot of times, I find them like right next to the monsters, right, and right in by the Red Bull sure. section. You know, not, yeah. not whose decision section. is that? Is that like the the liquor store, the bottle shop, or is it like a distributor? Like, I'm not sure how it works. Yeah. To be honest <laughs> with you, I'm not sure That's how exactly it works. But I I I don't know. I feel like this, these guys might go into that because uh, it doesn't seem like it's gonna be. In the cold brew, I don't know. I I have no clue to be honest, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's an interesting, interesting move. It's an sure, interesting yeah. move. I'm gonna keep my eye on it because I think Pepsi uh, is is onto something. Like I don't know. Fuck. Yeah. It could, it could be the next big thing. You start seeing like Coca Cola get into it, and yeah. and also the fact that they're not launching uh, an offshoot brand. We talked about it last week too. Right, it's right. like a lot of these brands are not like creating a whole brand new like brand. They're just latching onto what they already have. And releasing it under like the Pepsi flag instead right. of like creating this whole brand new For like, sure. brand moniker, whatever. Right, right. Yeah, that's interesting. Would you would you feature these at, at Scrimshaw? Probably not. No, huh? definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why. So uh, yeah, so Pe- Pepsi Pepsi Cafe. Keep keep your eyes open for that <laughs> shit because it's coming yeah. out. And when it does come out, we don't want you guys to be caught off no. guard out there. I wonder if they if they're roasting their own coffee. Maybe we can sell them. Dude, that's coffee, that's the know? thing. There's got to be somebody supplying them with the that's coffee. It, dude. There's just so much that goes into that little can. For that's sure. like there's yeah. behind. I mean, it probably starts off at a farm in Colombia, dude. For you know sure. what oh, I mean? Like, yeah. and that's the crazy thing about it. It's like mm-hmm. there, there's a whole uh, with coffee in particular. I think there's so many people involved Shh, in the dude, process. It's nuts. It's you know, nuts. and how cheap it is. Like after, I mean, like you go to any restaurant, right? And there's so many people involved in that supply chain to get a meal, and then the price you actually pay, like compared to. All the costs that just went into it is so bonkers, and coffee's so like that. Like, it's traveled thousands and thousands of miles. There's been 25 people that have touched every single bean until you get it in your cup. Yeah. It's just nuts. It's and then you pay three bucks and complain about it. It's yeah. just crazy, dude. I don't yeah. know. What do you think the, the, the ideal price for a cup of drip coffee should be? <laughs> like, a, like a standardized price? Shoot, dude. I don't know. It's hard because... You guys do 250 right? 275. 275, which I think is You great. get a free refill. I love that. So there's that. I love that. And that's a standard 12-ounce cup. But it sucks because, like, sometimes we want to feature, like, way higher quality coffees, and it just that jacks the price up. And, like, ultimately we would lose money on that, right, if we were selling some crazy good coffees that had a supply chain so clear and the farmer was, like, benefiting greatly, which is ideal. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. It's like, a, I, I don't know, I wish coffee could compare with beer, I think. Being in San Diego, we see beer prices are like eight bucks a pop, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a six, uh, one pint. And somehow you're going to drink three, two or three of those, right? Yeah. Three or four of them, whatever. 
And I think, like, man, you can't pay, like, five bucks for a drip coffee. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it, actually. Because people never make a big deal out of paying, like, six, ten yeah. for a fucking craft for beer. For sure, for sure. Especially in San Diego. And we have amazing, yeah, I don't know. I'm, it, I don't know. And Because it, it's like, well, does it cost, does it actually cost more to make a beer than a cup of coffee? I don't know that it does, dude. That's when you think thing. about, like, think how so, yeah. far it's come, how many people are taking a piece of it. Yeah, I don't know. That model's all. The it's model's weird. All it's fucking crazy. really weird. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's move on to uh, sure. th- thanks Thanks for uh, taking part of the <laughs> Solar Mesa yeah. conversation, Will. And, and actually, I just realized I didn't even formally introduce you because like, we did get into some... Some some sad news right away, but let's let's just take some time here just to say uh, this is who you are, where you come from, like what what your shop is, and and uh, and tell us what the, what the fuck's going on at, at uh, Scrimshaw Coffee because you guys got some shit happening. I know I know you had yeah, a good it's, week. It's our busiest week ever. Yeah. So I'm Will Remswadam. I'm a little San Diego coffee shop owner of a shop called Scrimshaw Coffee. We've opened just a little over two years ago. Finally crossed that two year mark, so hopefully uh, survival is yeah is just now we're now we're thriving. You guys are going nowhere, dude. <laughs> that's yeah, I know that's that right. for we're a going fact. Nowhere. Um, it's my, one of my favorite shops. I I, I think yeah. honestly, it's like the spot I get the most work done. Yeah, I like, like to hear that. eat eat there now. I hear that a lot actually. It's like people come and can focus for some reason. It's tight. Um, yeah, man. So we I opened yeah we opened just over two years ago and then. We just launched like a new food menu and it was just wild. Like I had this crazy thought. I was like, what if we just gave all of these sandwiches away? So we have a, you know, we have a, a humble following of almost 5,000 on IG and then almost a 5,000 uh, person mailing list kind of from our loyalty program or whatever in the shop. And so I was like, dude, what if we just gave away, like so we blasted it out on these and with a purchase of a drink, you get a free sandwich. It's crazy. So we literally like quadrupled sales on Monday was mlk day and it was a holiday so we had a line out the door and like people were waiting like 45 minutes for these sandwiches it was nuts and i always tell people about these sandwiches too because there's one on the menu that's pretty fucking crazy dude yeah so we have uh so everything is on bagels at our shop right and we don't i don't want to do like toast and bread and just complicates everything so our response to kind of specialty coffees avocado toast is putting everything on bagels i want to approach everything like workers food like humble a little more just chill you know and so um so yeah we as like baristas and employees we always have hot cheetos like as a snack around yeah. and so i love eating hot cheetos with cream cheese i know that's super never weird. had them dude it's so Sounds good. Bomb, <laughs> yeah and so we were like what if we just put on a bagel and then we eventually made like a turkey sandwich out of all of that with like cream cheese and avocado and sprouts and it has just this nice fresh texture and a little meat in there and then the crunchiness from the hot cheetos is this something that you used to do as a kid when your mom packed sandwiches oh in your of lunch? course yeah because i used to do it with doritos right okay for sure yeah so i always did it with hot cheetos for sure okay that was our stuff dude i love hot cheetos um and i think that's a socal thing right it I is mean, very much a socal thing i mean i, I know a lot of uh i know they're everywhere yeah, but like sure. here it's like dude it's like hot cheetos and also the hack let me oh, tell you a hack about hot cheetos dude yeah this is a game changer. Hot Cheetos with chopsticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're, you don't get yeah. chunty fingers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even though that's a nice part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's also like at times that that shit just doesn't come off, dude. It's true, dude. It's just like your fingers are red all dude, day. Dude, I was thinking about that the other day. I like went to ring somebody up and like take their <laughs> credit card or debit card or whatever. And my fingers are just all red. 
I'm this 30 year old man with these red, red fingers. fingers. It's weird because then I started to think about like, dude, what are these chemicals? Why aren't they coming off? For real, Is that what my body looks like now? It's all red inside. inside. <laughs> but they're bomb, dude. I love them. Yeah. So and we I'm, yeah. So we put we put hot Cheetos on a sandwich, and it's the biggest seller now. So the, the Cheeto tight. one's the biggest yeah. seller. Yeah, dude. What's it's the name of that one? Oh, uh, what do we call it? It's just like a turkey and avocado sandwich. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's not a funny name for it, but um, yeah. What else we got? So yeah, we just launched that this week, and my goal for this year is to literally double sales. And this week we doubled sales. Congrats! So it was crazy, man. Yeah. So that feels really good. I think the community wanted it too. Yeah, for sure. Because everybody there is hungry, dude. I know it's true. That's one of the only reasons why when I'm working there, like, and it's not breakfast time, I'll leave because I'm just I gotta go eat yeah, somewhere. I hear that. Yeah. You know? I know it's a trip because like I feel like every specialty coffee shop doesn't really want to do food. You know, we just want to be make coffee. It's like going to a cocktail bar. Like bartender's not to deal with food and stuff like a, a mixologist whatever yeah and but i mean you like coffee shops have to have food to make money it's like keeps people there raises that ticket and you gotta do it so and you're probably getting another crowd too of people that just kind of get to go shit right they're yeah, not even sure. like getting coffee they're i mean because like, we have like a little family like health center a hospital nearby we have like three or four schools like teachers come for lunch and stuff uh, we have SDSU, which is like a small city. There's 35,000 people there. Um, and we have an incredible community of people that like work at home and stuff. And so honestly, in, in our neighborhood, we're on the east side of town in a neighborhood called El Cerrito. And there's nowhere to eat, like just nothing nearby. So we're it. And yeah, man. And I don't, I wish we would have done it sooner, but it's time to add it. <laughs> That's good. I mean, yeah. you guys took your time. You did it well. Yeah. You fucking nailed the breakfast side yeah, of things. I think sure. you guys got it down. Yeah. Yeah, it feels good. It's a trip, man, seeing in our seeing our growth. Like I was thinking about our break even when we first opened what that was. And now we hit that in like before like nine AM. So now That's it's dope. just like yeah. So we're getting there. Yeah, for sure. It feels good. That's good, man. And I saw you guys also took down the menu on mm -hmm. the wall. Are, are you guys going to replace it with something else? Yeah. So I had, we opened the shop in a very like DIY kind of way and we did everything ourselves, like laying the tile and building the benches and like cutting the concrete open to lay the plumbing, like everything. And so we painted the menu on the wall, literally with paint markers, like, like put up a, um, a projector and just trace the menu that we had designed and then just filled it in and it's a pain in the ass to up like update if prices have to go up or menu <laughs> yeah. items change it's the or worst paint the whole wall. <laughs> yeah That's fucked up. sucks dude so finally you know i'm like all right let's after two and a half years it's like time to it's time to grow up a little bit and so i want to start taking down these like diy elements that make me feel like we're still just open you know and i want to start just growing up a little bit and refining the space more. So we're getting some proper menus made right now. They're going to be in a similar style than what they were to what they were. Um, but yeah, man, they're, they're going to be sick. So hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll have those up. And then we have like these paper menus right now that look pretty clean. And it just helps us articulate, I think, our vision a little bit more um, and kind of our attitude towards what we're doing in a more serious tone than we have over the last two years. And so that feels good to just... Are you guys going to be getting into any of the delivery game like grubhub nah, they always like hit us up dude they're and annoying as it's fuck, the right? worst bro well so we don't have like our yelp page claimed right because i don't pay attention to yelp i just fuck don't yelp. respect it yeah and but on yelp now it says you can order on through yelp yeah if, if you don't even have a account like we don't even have an account with yelp but people can order from people there? can order and then someone will show up 
like ready to pick up food and i'm like yo what and it's like we haven't had that item for forever where did you get your information from or whatever like that seasonal latte you just ordered was gone in fall of 2018 yeah i haven't had that since then what are you doing so i don't know where they're finding their information but like it sucks because the customer is now pissed at us they're not pissed at yelp you know they're like well why don't isn't their info updated or whatever it's like that's not even us dude yeah you're the one getting ripped off here it should be like a uh somehow like a decision of like if you don't want to be on yelp you sh- yeah for sure. shouldn't be there but also i mean it's the people's fucking thing dude, yeah. dude. but it's just yeah, it's, oh, dude they're so annoying the, the people that work at yelp if dude, you work at call yelp constantly don't be annoying to people i think yeah. they're a mafia man for real they just Y'all want you to buy chill. ads they need to chill they need to chill big time dude they're fucking we, annoying <laughs> i opened the shop with a business partner and he would give people the time on the phone so like they would call and he would be like yeah like blah blah i'll talk to you and like would give them the time and so now they call and they're like oh is that guy there and we're like no he hasn't been around for two years leave us alone yeah like, he was way nicer than us so you don't want to deal with us. yeah i i actually i i i'm really mean to them i yeah, have to dude, say do you like but it, but i don't want to i don't want to be mean but just like they're what happens too is that they like they'll call you yeah right and they'll, they'll try to upsell you on the ads and then like the the guy or the girl who was in that position and covered this region mm-hmm. leaves or gets For a promotion sure. and then the next person comes know, in dude. and it's like dude i just told brad i didn't want to <laughs> be here i've been doing this thing dude like didn't, didn't there's like a like a crm here that says like notes from her previous conversations but they don't give a shit dude they're Doesn't savage matter. i know yeah it's the worst dude but anyways yeah no we're not getting into that that world at all good yeah i have no desire to do that we do have like online ordering through our point of sale system so people can go to our website and that has everything updated and you can order there and there's no fee but you pick it up no one's delivering the other scrimshawcoffee.com yeah yeah scrimshawcoffee.com and the other part of that too dude is like all of those other things like how long is that going to sit in someone's car before they eat, before you get your cup of coffee you know what i mean like if that's 20 minutes and your latte is going to be cold (laughs) i don't get it doesn't I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan yeah. of those things precisely for that reason. Yeah, for sure. And I think we've talked about this before. Just like the f- fact of enjoying your coffee at right. on location yep. without polluting the earth and getting right, fucking plastic sure. out there. It's just like it's it's a lot nicer, man. It's a lot nicer. Yeah. Uh, what about beans selection? Any any uh, roasters or collaborations you guys are doing this year? Things? Yeah. So we serve coffee from Coffee and Tea Collective, another San Diego roaster. And... Um, we basically have, we actually have a new coffee dropping tomorrow, a new little blend that we've been working on. We cup coffees quarterly, so we'll go through like 10 or 20 coffees and kind of narrow them down and what are we looking for this season. And so like going into spring, we wanted something a little bit lighter, um, a little fruity. So we got some like, uh, what do we have? I think we have like a natural Guatemala coffee coming as well as like, um, I think a wash Ethiopia. Anyway, super good coffees and... Um, Coffee and Tea Collective always has just great coffee, grade one coffees. And just They're good. Great quality, yeah. And then we feature a different roaster quarterly as well for, like, our drip coffee and iced coffee. And we're dropping next week stovetop coffee. They're out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. So we get samples and stuff from roasters around the country constantly and always cupping coffees, tasting coffees and stuff. So, well, when you do a collab with a – a coffee shop from Michigan. How does yeah. that even start? Do, do, do you just DM? People yeah, I mean, in this case, it's like less than a less than a collab and more just like we're wholesaling their coffee. Yeah. yeah, 
but they are always down for collabs and stuff. Um, in these, ca- in this case, yeah, we like found each other on Instagram. They messaged us and was like, "Yo, if you guys ever want samples or anything, let us know." And um, so, shout outs to them, uh, Stovetop Coffee, Stove super Top coffee. cool. Yeah, check uh, them out. We've featured a couple different ones, like Cirque Coffee from Tulsa. That was really good, dude. dude I yeah. remember that one, Cirque. Yeah, dude. I, I love their their branding, mm-hmm. but also the coffee and the fact that they're from Tulsa dude, was like the randomest thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're, dude, they're sick. They actually just, in their cafe in Tulsa, they just launched a whole um, alcohol program. So they have a full bar, and it's, they do the same, same, like, with the same care and intention that they make their coffee and roast their coffee. They're doing really dope specialty cocktails and stuff. Uh, But, yeah, so quarterly we feature a different roaster. Um, And it's just really fun to bring an outside San Diego roaster in. there's so much good coffee from around the country and around the world that it's really fun to, to just taste yeah. and explore. Um, so, that's yeah, dope. we're pretty stoked on that. Yeah, dude. Ooh, so word. that's pretty much the shop. Nice, right nice. Now. A lot of happening. That's dope. Yeah, you guys got to check out the menu at Scrimshaw. It's fucking d- delicious. I just had – I didn't have the Cheeto sandwich, but I'm going to go <laughs> yeah, back for it soon. But I, I had uh, – Just like a turkey sandwich. Just a little yeah. turkey sandwich. But I love the fact that it came with a pickle. I'm a yep. huge pickle House guy. House-made pickles. Love it. Like, I, that's like, for me, that's like the, the best part of a like, – just a sandwich with a pickle. Yeah. And you get a cookie. That's which it. Which is fucking Chocolate nice, cookie. dude. Just it a was little treat. Again, man, just kind of like keeping it humble and like that just like little easy lunch, you know? Yeah. No, that's great. Not to get crazy. Congrats. Congrats. Oh, congrats so All right, man. So let's move on to uh, to the last segment of the show. And uh, damn, this thing flew by quick, man. Dude. It went by boom, quick. Boom, boom, boom. We got to do it again, though. We got to have yeah. you on the show again. I we'll have to do a recap once this Louis V... Uh, cafe opens. We got to do the recap. We'll drink. We'll be drinking Pepsi (laughs) Cafe, dude. That's what we'll do. Uh, So last segment of the show we call Last LP, Last Great Meal. Uh, So we're going to just dive into it with Will. What was your last full record that you listened to and uh, the last great meal that you had? Last great LP. So I, with this whole new menu, I I wanted to say like established in 2017 and I, I wanted a fresh way to say that, and so I was reminded of the the Souls of Mischief song, "93 uh, Till." So I've been listening to that a lot lately, like on my bike ride home. And, Souls uh, of Mischief. What what yeah, kind yeah. of uh, genre it's is it? It's a hip hop. Pretty. Hip-hop, okay. It's like they're part of the hi- like hieroglyphics crew. Okay. And, um, I think I think Della Funky Homo Sapien yeah. produced it. I want to say, um, but yeah, "93 Till" is my jam right now. Go. That's, that's them, a track. Yeah, yeah. I've Keep going between between that album or that LP and Blue Scholars. They're another little hip hop group out of Seattle. Um, yeah, super good. Also, um, dope. We'll link them out. Yeah, dude. So 90, Ninety-three till. 93 it's pretty till. legendary. Like I gotta check it out. Early check it out. So it's a full full record. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dropped in ninety-three. It's, yeah, it's sick. Brilliant. Yeah, we're, so we're link that out for yeah. sure. And then last great meal. Shoot, man. I've just been eating bagels for the last two days. <laughs> um, you haven't had anything but bagels, have you? Dude, it's been rough. Honestly, it's not like not pretty, but my wife and I were like pretty under the weather and just kind of like in a, in a funk. We're like, let's just get Thai. So we went and got Bon Thai, which yeah. is over here in, in University Heights. Just got some Pad Thai and some Tom Ka and took it home and like put on a movie and just chilled and nice. i was like my last great i would say last great meal hit the spot just all the right spots you know what i mean for sure like dude. comfort it's good 
That's little good. spice. That's it. How That's about good. you? Okay, so for me, uh, record-wise, uh, Bobby Orosa. Bobby mm. Orosa, and the name of the record is This Love, mm. I believe it's called. Should let me... Yeah, yeah. Let me confirm that. This Love, yeah, that's the name of the record. Dude, this I love. feel like I've been listening to that too, actually. This... Uh, this guy's really good, man. I'm fucking. I'm obsessed with uh, with not only Bobby Arosa and this record, but also the record label Big Crown Records. Like, yeah. I just went to M Theory Music yesterday, and I found a bunch of. Uh, I found like three forty fives that were Big Crown. I didn't even. That's sick. I didn't even know the artist. I just bought them because I'm sure. like I, anything that this label puts out, I want to buy, dude. They're just so good, and I recommend the playlist on Spotify. But yeah, Bobby Arosa, this love. Did he just play here? He played at Thorn. Okay, yeah, and Barry Logan. Yeah, right? which played, I'm okay, super yeah. bummed that I didn't go to because yeah, it dude. probably was like For a sure. very intimate show. I knew, okay, I knew, yeah, all right. I've been listening to a lot of Duran Jones and the Indications. Oh, yeah. And so on Spotify, they're related artists. They are, they are, yeah. Yeah, okay, got it. So this dude, crazy story, uh, he's from Helsinki, Finland. What? Okay. Really? This album dropped last no year. Way. It was okay. probably my yeah. favorite album of 2019, but it, it dropped last year, and... It, it kind of tripped me out that he was from fucking Finland because he like even the lettering it just looks very SoCal like yeah, very for sure. like old I mean it's English. like L A lowrider Cholo right? yeah. yeah yeah right for and sure. uh, his sound kind of reminded me a little bit about uh, like kind of like old school like uh, like those moonlights mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of uh, Chicano Batman a little yeah, bit yeah. with the Oregon stuff like that. Uh, but it turns out that Bobby Rosa is from Helsinki, Finland, but he, but he actually is Latino. Okay. So his parents, <laughs> uh, I don't know if his mom or his dad is, okay, so his parents are from Bolivia and from Cuba. Wow. But I don't know which one is which, but he's like Cuban-Bolivian, wow. and his parents like migrated to Finland, I guess. Wow. And the dude was born and raised in Finland. What a trip. But he has like this Latino vibe. Yeah. But with this like Finnish vibe <laughs> too, dude. And he's just a wow. dapper ass fucking yeah, guy. Yeah, I mean, dude. like design wise, the back of this, um, the sleeve is pretty. I can see the Finnish. Yeah, I can see the Finnish sure. too. I can see a little. Dude, look at those names. Just like on guitar, drums. Like his his band is definitely Finnish. Yeah, they're Finnish for sure. And I saw the video. I'll show you the the video for one of his songs. It's uh it's dope, man. But yeah, I'm I'm really into this record. Yeah. Uh, and I just found it on vinyl last uh two weeks ago at M Theory. So shout out to M Theory Music. Oh, yeah. And uh I had to cop it because it was fucking it's just one of it's just one of those albums that has like nonstop like great tracks on I it. I think my homie played with him at Thorn. Probably actually. probably because he's not that big yet. Yeah. I mean on IG I think he has like maybe like 5k followers or something like that i wonder how he felt coming to san diego me like too being in barrio logan i'm wondering and i would i would have loved to fucking chat chat it up with him i actually wrote him on ig yeah uh a couple of days ago to see if he wanted to be on the podcast i was actually pretty stoned and stuff so maybe <laughs> <laughs> i was just like yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna just fucking dm bobby rose right now dude but that's, that's kind of how things happen dude yeah, that's that mama sure. mentality bro. just go. make that shit happen dude like yeah. I, i'm not I, I i'm sure uh he's managing his account he's too it's too low key still to be having a manager and shit, but that's the uh, my last uh, favorite record. Nice that yeah. I've been listening to, and uh, last great meal actually uh, also happened alongside this record because, okay. uh, well, not alongside this record, but uh, alongside the other records that I bought from the same label yesterday. Uh, so, uh, Chicano Soul Food. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they the post homie. up. Yeah, the homie Sergio. They post up next to uh, well, on Saturdays at Heartwork Coffee, which is right next to M Theory. So, 
my uh, my weekend ritual is to get some tacos and uh, get some records. Dude, I was there yesterday morning too. Yeah, you were talking yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Uh, what was it like around 10, 11? Okay. Shoot, we went to the the dog park <laughs> or a dog beach, so we got a cappuccino and hit the road. Pretty the road? early. Did you get a taco or no? Uh, we were there like I think it was like eight a.m. So man, those tacos are so dude, fucking good, man. They're so good, and he just dropped a new uh, recipe with mm. which is a plantain and black bean <laughs> vegan. Really good. So yeah, my last great meal, I have to say. Uh, Chicano Soul Food, man. Chicano Soul Food. And shout out to Sergio because he just opened up a new spot at Grove. We gotta spot. go out there. We gotta go. Yeah, we gotta go. Take a trip. I definitely want to make it out there. There's these bowls that are like vegan and yeah. just amazing. So, uh, so shout out to Chicano Soul Food. Last, last great meal. Will, thanks a lot for stopping Dude, by, thank man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate me. you. Sick. We're gonna link out uh, Will's socials at the uh, on the description of the podcast. But that's Scrimshaw Coffee. Once again, if you guys want to check it out. And uh, but yeah, man. Thanks, thanks for showing up today. I know we were, we were kind of bummed, yeah. both of us, about like should we do it, should we not? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, glad, we glad, did. glad we did, glad we did. And uh, we'll have you on again, hopefully, to yeah. chat it up again with some other stuff, sure. man. Thanks but for yeah. having me. Cheers, bro.